Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is December 19th, it's 2018, and we have 12 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my buddy, Jennifer 07 Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. It was a profitable day, didn't pay, play a huge amount, but still had 20-30% ROI, so I can't complain, and we've got a much more interesting slate today than we did yesterday, so I'm, I'm, I'm real excited to break it down. Yeah, yesterday's slate ready to, you know, already forget about it. It was not the best slate for me. Um, you know, when when you have all the John Wall and he decides he doesn't want to play basketball, um, you know, at his price, like you're just not going to have a good day. So it was not a not a good day for old uh, Stevie here. So um, definitely ready to move on to this slate. It is a massive twelve game slate. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. They have a ten thousand dollar pick and roll, twenty five dollar buy in tournament here on today's slate. They have a, a five dollar layup, a bunch of one dollar contests. If you know that's what your bankroll allows, so. You know, game types for all different bankrolls, uh, different different roster construction, pricing. You know, pretty close to DraftKings. Um, usually, when we say a DraftKings play is a good play, they usually translate pretty well um, over to on fantasy drafts. So, if you guys haven't checked them out, give them a give them a look. Sign up through the Rotogrinders links. Um, Grant, we're just gonna jump right in. There's some there's so many games to talk about here today. Cleveland at Charlotte is where we start. It's a 208 total. Charlotte's favored by 12 and a half. Uh, we know Love Thompson out. Clarkson missed yesterday's game, uh, missed Tuesday's game because of rest purposes. I kind of expect him back. Uh, what are we doing here with Cleveland on a back-to-back? I mean, so I told you this before the podcast. Cleveland is actually one of the best teams against the spread on back-to-backs this season, and they're currently a 12-point underdog. Um which isn't terribly surprising, but I think there's a spot where they might be able to keep it within reason here. So, uh, like, even with that said, I don't have any interest in anyone other than Nance, obviously, put up a 50-burger last night, um, could potentially put up 40-some-odd points tonight. I like it. It's not a bad matchup for him, so he's the guy that I'd be rolling with, although um, Clarkson, if he's playing today, then I'm I'm not against playing him in this matchup. Yeah, I, I think he plays. I don't think it was that much of like a, a back injury. I think it's more of they just don't want him to play on a back-to-back. So um, I, I don't really expect him to be in here uh, for this game. So I don't mind Nance. Or I do expect Clarkson to play. That's what I meant. I don't mind Nance. Um, I really, I just I don't love Cleveland here. You know, it's a back-to-back. That always worries me. And... You know, really, the only guy that I have an interest in is in is Nance. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 not a bad move, especially on a twelve game slate. Um, what do we like here for Charlotte? I mean, Cleveland's a bad defensive team, but this could be a blowout. I think Walker's in play after his dud last time out, uh, just completely doing terrible. But he is playing at home. He is better at home. 
Cleveland is a bad defensive team. If you expect this game to stay close, then Walker is definitely in play. Lamb, another guy that absolutely slaughtered us um, last time out, but he was playing 35-plus minutes almost every game. Cleveland, bad mat or bad defensive team. You can roll with Lamb and then Zeller, same thing. Like, all three of these guys are in play if you expect this game to stay close. So, um, outside of them, I wouldn't go with anyone else on this side of the slate. Yeah, you know, I don't really have much to add there. Those would be the three guys that, you know, I would mention as well. So, I think that that kind of sums up Charlotte. Like, I like Zeller more on Fantasy Draft where I can play multiple guys at center. Um, don't love him on FanDuel. DraftKings, I don't hate him on DraftKings where we can play multiple centers, but really Zeller, usually a guy that I play on Fantasy Draft. Um, let's move on. San Antonio at Orlando, 207 total. Spurs favored by one. Looks like both teams going to be good to go here. Uh, what do we like for the Spurs? DeRozan, LMA, Gay, you can all take a shot on, but I'm crossing off this game. Um, there's no reason to go with any of these guys on a slate this side. With so many good plays, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three guys it did a crushing value, but it's not a likely scenario. Just DeRozan, LMA, and Gay, if you really want to go with someone, but I would suggest against it. Yeah, it, it's the same three guys that it is always for the Spurs. So I don't mind these guys. I actually think this game stays pretty close. Um, so, you know, for that, I think DeRozan's okay. He just hasn't really like flashed that massive ceiling um, recently. So this could be a game that he has a really good game. Um, I, I think LaMarcus Aldridge could have a good game here as well. Um, I don't think I'd play both of them together, but I don't mind maybe playing one of the three guys, uh, Rudy Gay being that third guy. So I, I don't think I necessarily want to cross it off right away either because i do think it's going to be one of the closer games on the slate um is there anything on the magic side that you like Vuce and gordon are in play but again i wouldn't suggest i mean for gordon in a higher pace matchup and with a 207 <laughs> total i don't know if either of them are really going to end up crushing their value um on a slate where you're paying 9k for Vucevic, and there's just tons of high price guys that are going to go off or at least should go off that it just doesn't seem worth it to me with that price tag. Yeah, I, I kind of agree here. Like I like Matt, the magic in certain matchups. Um, I still don't think like the Spurs are the best defensive team, but I like to, I like to attack San Antonio with power forwards. So like, I, I think Aaron Gordon here at 6,900 is a guy that has like 40 point upside. Um, I, I think at his price, I think 40 point um, fantasy day would definitely be really solid. So um, I don't mind Aaron Gordon. I, I think this is a good bounce back spot, get back on track spot for him. But outside of that, like, I just don't really love anything here. Like Vooch has been crushing. Vooch is 9K now. Um, you know, the ceiling at that price, uh, price opportunity is much lower with him that with that with that uh price tag so you know really it's aaron gordon for me and that's it from the magic yep uh knicks and 76ers a lot of injury news that we're watching here tim hardaway is questionable dotson is doubtful trezier is out and robinson is out um philly looks good to go let's start with new york 
What are we looking at here? Um, obviously, it's going to really depend on Tim Hardaway. Yeah, if, if Hardaway is ruled out, then uh, this game could end up being a blowout, but that's not going to entirely stop me from playing guys on the New York end of the ball. Uh, I mean, Cantor, not a fantastic matchup versus Embiid, but we always know his upside, especially with Hardaway out. Like, the usage is there. He could end up with a monster game. Moutier has been absolutely crushing lately. He's been getting the minutes with Trier out, with Doxon out. Um, he could potentially be in for a lot of minutes here, although Burke could eat into it coming back from, in, from injury a little bit. Didn't happen last game. But if Hardaway's out, then Moutier is just a fantastic play. He's above 25% usage in the last four games, and he is potentially going to get 35 minutes plus if this game stays close. So really like Moutier here. Um, Knox, I'll just keep playing him. I don't care if his price has gotten up there a bit. He's still worth it to me. I don't mind him. Vonley, always in play for GBPs. Like, without Hardaway here, you're getting a guy that is just the biggest usage guy on the team by far, and you have a whole bunch of guys injured at the guard position here. So, like, everyone's kind of in play. Even in a potential blowout, they might still get enough run here. So I like them all. I don't think Courtney Lee is going to be that heavily involved. He's probably only getting 20 minutes, so I'm not terribly worried about that. Yeah, Courtney Lee is really cheap, but I, I agree. I, I just don't expect him to see a ton of minutes, um, enough minutes to really make a difference. And I'd, I don't know if they would necessarily let Courtney Lee have run if this game doesn't stay close. So, um, again, it's cancer here. You know, I, I think he has upside in this matchup against Philly. And with Robinson out, um, he should continue to play the minutes. Uh, Dotson out, well, doubtful. Knox should continue to get a, a nice little bump. And then, like you said, with Moutier, if Hardaway sits, uh, I love Moutier here. Like, the usage is going to be through the roof. We know the minutes are going to be there. Took 21 shots against Phoenix the other night with no Hardaway. Um, so, you know, the shots and everything would be there. So, but that, that's really it for me um, on the New York side. On the Philadelphia side, you know, it's really – you're really going to have to approach this as if you think this game stays close, you can play some of these guys like Butler or Embiid. I don't think i play Simmons either way. But, you know, if you don't think this game stays close, um, are you taking shots on like Mascala or some of these, you know, cheaper uh, 76ers? No, no, I don't think I am. I'm just going to stay away from them. The guy that only – the only guy that really stands out to me is Embiid. And the only time I'm using them, if I'm rolling with like a Knox, Cantor, Moutier team, and I just want to bring it back and hope that it stays close. Cause I mean, Embiid's getting Cantor's defense. Embiid's not going to get almost any ownership considering that this might be a blowout with Davis on the slate as a huge, huge advantage with all the injuries there and Giannis on the slate and Westbrook in a great matchup. Like there's so many high price guys where Embiid's going to be entirely ignored. And if you have multiple pieces from the other side of the game, he could potentially go for 70 here if this game stays close. It could be incredibly high scoring, and he'd be obviously the huge beneficiary here and could end up with 50 real-life points in this game here. So uh, he's the only guy I'd really be looking at, and it would strictly be if I had multiple pieces on the other side. Fair enough. Yeah, like the Philly side, it, it scares me. Um, you know, that, that's all. It, just, it scares me because um... – you know, obviously we don't know if this game is going to stay close. I hate predicting blowouts, but, you know, you, you got to kind of just be 
you got to be a little worried here when it comes to this game um, because of the matchup. So, anyway. Phoenix at Boston. 220 total. Boston favored by 12 in this game. Al Horford's out. Jalen Brown is questionable. Um, Oubre, you know, he practiced with the Suns on Tuesday. We'll have to see um, if he's going to be active and ready to go. Um you know, and then I guess the same goes for Austin Rivers. So let's start with the Phoenix side of things. Um, what do we like here for Phoenix? Nothing really. Um, I mean, with Booker back in the offense, no one really stands out as a fantastic play. They're going up against Boston. It's a potential blow. There's only 215 total here. Nothing grades out as a good play here. I mean, you can obviously take a shot on Booker pretty much any time, hoping that he gets hot shooting. You can take a shot on Warren knowing that if the game stays close, he could potentially be in for 39 minutes here. You could take a shot on Aiton uh, just without the, without Horford in here. Um, Aiton could potentially get 40 and his price tag at 6,700. It's not the worst thing in the world, but I mean, there's a big enough slate where I can completely avoid Phoenix players. The only real reason to go with them is just blow owned or maybe a game stack, but I'm, I'm probably not going to end up with any of them. Yeah, we could like get Ubre and Rivers thrown into the mix and not Rivers really know what dropped. You think he's getting dropped? No, they already said that. I think they're releasing him. Oh, interesting. So, you know, it'd be I guess it really won't make too much of a difference with Ubre then. Um you know, he would just kind of probably take Ariza's minutes, right? Yeah, I mean that that would be my assumption. I mean, and honestly, they they may just give more minutes to Warren and to Jackson there, so there's no real guarantee that Obrey gets much run at all. I think it was mostly just a salary thing, although I didn't look into the trade too much. As a weird trade, like Washington really wanted Ariza. That's how. That's what I got from the trade. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Boston side of things, you know, Horford out. It is a matchup against Phoenix. Uh, dare we take a shot on any of these big guys uh, with no Horford? I mean, it's good. they're drawing Aton defense, so these nuts or Baines, either one of them could end up doing something, but they're both at or above 4K. I don't really think I need to. You don't really know where the mints are going to be at. This is too big of a slate to need to go there, so I'm probably just going to avoid all these big men, and the only guy that I have any interest in is Kyrie just because this game somehow stays close. Kyrie could be in for a massive game going against a terrible defensive team, and he could obviously just go nuts. I mean, even if he played, we've seen two games ago, he got 46 points in 24 minutes. So it's not out of the real possibility that he gets there in a the blowout. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Kyrie here. Like, it, like if Jalen Brown isn't play, I don't hate Marcus Smart. Um, you know, I, I think Smart could see it run a little bit into the fourth quarter, too, um, if this game for some reason, uh, doesn't stay close. So, you know, I, I don't hate Marcus Smart here if we get news that Jalen Brown's going to sit. Um, Marcus Morris is probably priced right, right where he should be. Uh, I don't think he has a bad game here. Um, but I, I don't know if he has a ton of upside at his price. I, I think he's a, a solid play um, if, if Brown sits. Um, anything else here from Boston? Nope. Yeah, I don't think I have much here as well. And, like, you know, just to kind of, like, 
what you're talking about with Phoenix, like Boston's such a good defensive team. They're they're second in total defensive efficiency this season. It's really tough to love anything from the the Suns. Um, so uh, this is one of those games that I'm, I'm probably going to write off um, on a 12 game slate, and I feel okay with it. Um, Pacers at the Raptors. Um, Lowry's questionable. Ibaka's questionable. Valanciunas is out. Uh, Siakam is uh, probable. And Van Vliet is probable. Uh, let's start with the Pacers. They're on a back-to-back here. Um, what do we like here for the Pacers? Uh, I mean, I said about Cleveland. The other team that's really good on back-to-backs has been the Pacers. I mean, the line is now probably has something to do with Lowry being questionable there. Um, but I mean, if this game stays close, I'm just wondering what the total is going to be in this game. It's in Toronto. Could be potentially a decent one, um, but it's likely going to be lower. That Young seems to have somehow figured things out lately and has just been crushing. Um, he's still priced at under 6K. This is a tough matchup, but I, I, at this point, I'm just willing to just roll with him regardless. I don't care. I'll throw a little bit of it in there, maybe – 10% of them, seeing them in my lineups here. Um, Oladipo can obviously go off in any matchup. He's slightly in play. Turner's had a decent ceiling lately. He's in play, but none of these guys really stand out as fantastic plays on this slate. So Thad Young's the guy that I have the most interest in. Yeah, I don't mind, um, you know, Thad Young, like you said, he's been playing uh, really solid lately. You know, they're going to they're gonna need him to play minutes here, um, you know, with Siakam and all these guys like so I, I honestly I, I don't hate the the Thad Young call um at 5900 he's a guy that like you said he's been absolutely crushing um and, and like they're giving him more and more minutes so like Sabonis's production is down because Thad Young's been crushing and they've been you know giving him minutes um I don't hate Oladipo here. I really don't um, hate Oladipo in this spot. The only thing that kind of concerns me here is, you know, if he starts going off, um, do they just put Kawhi on him and shut him down? So, uh, which probably helps Stad Young and Bodanovich. Um, on the Raptors side of things, like, you know, obviously it's going to depend on if Lowry plays. It sounds like he's more probable than doubtful. Um, so if he plays... If Ibaka sits, I think Sayakam is, is interesting. Um, if Lowry plays, I don't even hate Lowry here at 7,800. Yeah, yeah, Lowry's the main guy that I would end up going with. Although, yeah, if Ibaka does play, I could see him being in play. He's been doing decent lately. Um, this isn't the best matchup, but I'd be willing to take a shot on it at 6,100 if I'm bringing it back with one or two other guys from the Indiana side. Um but yeah, it's, it's in all likelihood it's probably just Lowry. This is too big of a slate to really want to go with anyone else here. If Lowry's out, I'll go some Kawhi. Um, but that's that's realistically probably it. I mean, you said Siakam is a decent play, but Baca's out. I don't di- completely disagree with that. But we've got twelve games here, and we haven't even gotten to any of the good ones yet. Well, we're rolling right along here. We got Brooklyn um, at Chicago, two fifteen and a half total. Brooklyn's favored by two and a half. Uh, Crab is questionable. Levine is out, and Parker is questionable. Uh, let's start with the Brooklyn side of things. Trying to back to back. What do we like here for the Nets? Russell, Dinwiddie, Allen, maybe Joe Harris if you want. Chicago's terrible defensively. Russell could have an absolute day here. He's had fifty and two straight. 
Um, it is on a back-to-back, which concerns me a little bit, considering he played 34 minutes in the last game. Um, but still, like, the upside is there anytime he's on the floor, especially against a bad defensive team here. So I'm willing to roll with it, and this could easily be a Dinwiddie recover game here, and he could post a 40-burger. Obviously, Allen is just a guy that I'm always interested in. He's been crushing me lately, but upside's still there at the price tag, so I don't mind it. But those would be the three guys that I'm rolling with here. Yeah, and I, I think Joe Harris is in play if Crab gets uh, ruled out again. Um, you know, he he played 38 minutes on Tuesday. They really they gave Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Harris, and Russell um, all the minutes, and they kind of just mixed it in from there. Like Jared Dudley got randomly 24 minutes in that game uh, yesterday or you know Tuesday. So you know that that's definitely interesting. But it is a matchup. Like, you know, you, you really want to attack Brooklyn here. This is a matchup where, you know, Mass, this should be a game that they get a nice little pace bump. Um, and, and this is a solid spot for them. So I don't mind taking some shots here. little concerned with the back to back, but it is, it's Chicago. Yeah. Also, I probably should mention Ed Davis at 3,600. If this game potentially blows out, he could be in for some extra running. Could potentially crush his price tag on a slate where we don't have a huge amount of guys under 4K that you can play. So I don't mind Ed Davis at all if you think this game doesn't stay too close. Um, all right, let's talk about the Chicago side of things. Uh, no Levine here. Um, do we go back to the well on Chris Dunn? You know, he only played 26 minutes against the Thunder the other night. I think that was more because the game just didn't stay close. I think if this game stays close, he gets his minutes. He's still only 6,300. We know he has 40-point upside. Um, I think Dunn's certainly somebody I'm going to be looking at here. Yeah, Dunn, Markinen, and Holiday all have upside of their price tags. Without Levine in the lineup, I don't mind rolling with either of them. This game that's projected to stay close here, Brooklyn's not a bad matchup, especially on a back-to-back. I can go with any of these three guys and be happy. Uh, I prefer Dunn the most, followed by Markinen, followed by Holiday, but all three are good. Yeah, those are the three guys I have interest in. Um, you know, Portis and Carter kind of taking minutes from each other. And, you know, if if one of those guys were to get rolled out, you'd play the other one. But uh, with, with those guys healthy, um, you know, there's not much to love there. So um, done, marketing, uh, holiday in that same order as you. Um, I, I really don't have much to add. Uh, I think that's really where you attack the Chicago, Chicago side of things. Yeah. All right, uh, we got the Pelicans at the Bucks, two thirty-four and a half total. Milwaukee favored by six and a half. Uh, Julius Randle is out. Uh, Miritic is out. Brogdon is questionable, and Ilasova is out. A um, lot of lot of injury news here. Obviously, Randle and Miritic uh, being out is uh, absolutely huge in this spot. Um, let's talk the Pelicans first. Is this a, is this a slate that we're you know just paying up? Uh, religiously for uh, Anthony Davis? Yep. Yeah, he's the best play on the entire slate. It's not horribly close. Um, Him and Drew Holiday should see just everything in this game. Um, It's going to be a high-scoring game. The total is currently set at 233, second highest on the slate. Either one of those guys are absolutely fantastic. Um, With Miritich out and Randall out, we could see a bump in more usage here, so I don't mind him at 4,600 as a potential salary saver. Even Tim Anderson is fine um, at 4,700, although I'm not terribly excited. It's just an extra piece I may throw in if I'm stacking up this game, but all the other ancillary pieces I don't really want 
I just think this game turns into just feast fest with Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's it's really hard not to like those two guys here. Um, you know, with Randall Miritic out, not only has had a bunch of minutes, but a bunch of usage. Um, are we looking at any of these like Solomon Hill type guys, Diallo type guys to kind of fill the void here? Or are we just playing the studs in this spot and taking value from other games? I mean, if you need someone under 4K, Solomon Hill's not at all the worst here. I just hate playing him. And he texts Bobby. He's the guy that always gets Solomon Hill right. So I'll figure it out when I talk to Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, maybe Okafor gets minutes here, but I just I can't trust that. Uh, yeah. The Bucks side of things, you know, if we're if we're playing Drew and we're playing Anthony Davis, we're expecting this game to be high scoring. Um, you know, obviously. The Bucs are sitting with the highest implied team total on the slates. Um, what do we like here for Milwaukee? Um, I think for Milwaukee, we we really like Giannis. It's just not easy to fit both AD and Giannis in a lineup, and even on this slate, uh, even on this size of the slate. So it's going to be tough to fit them both in, but I'm probably going to try it a few times. Um, Bledsoe, I think, is heavily in play here. I mean, this should be a high-paced, high-scoring game that should stay close. Middleton, uh, I probably prefer him to Bledsoe slightly, but not by much. And Lopez is in play. He's been putting up 25 and what, six straight. Uh, his price tag's gone back down to 4,700 here. It's not a great matchup versus AD and it could potentially go horribly wrong, but I just want exposure to this game and he might be one of the guys they have to go with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I was muting my mic. I was coughing. Yeah, no, um, I figured. I just didn't know what to say, so I kept saying, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're fine." Uh, it, it's been one of those weeks um, that, like, it feels like I'm dying every time I start talking. But um, I really like Bledsoe in the spot. Like, I've talked about it uh, multiple times this season. I've been much higher on Bledsoe at home. He's been playing better at home all season. Um, I think this is a spot that I'm going to attack Bledsoe. Running back Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday with Bledsoe. Um, I, I really I really like Bledsoe even more if Brogdon sits. Um, I think that's a nice little bump for him. Um, but really, like, you know, I guess if Brogdon sits, um, Pat Cunnington, it, it, he's interesting. He played 30 minutes the other night against Cleveland. So I would expect him to get minutes here if Brogdon sits. But I, I really don't want to pay up for Giannis because I want to pay up for Davis here. And I'm a one-lineup guy, and you know I'm pri- prioritizing um, Anthony Davis over Giannis today with no with no Randall and Miritic. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. All right, moving on. Detroit at Minnesota, 219.5 total. Minnesota favored by 5.5. Really, the only injury news that we have here is Jeff Teague is out. Um, let's start with the Pistons side of things. You know, we love taking, you know, centers against Cat. Uh, is there any interest here in Griffin or Drummond? I mean, I have more interest in Griffin, I think, than Drummond. He's just been more consistent lately putting up 40 in pretty much every single game, although Drummond is in play at 500 bucks cheaper over on DK and where you can play multiple centers over on Fantasy Draft. I like them both, and then I don't – I hate to say this, but, I mean, if I want to pay up for some guys, I think Stanley Johnson might, might just chase that game. And this is just a first look, and I'm hoping you talk me off of it, but 3800 on this slate, I might need that savings. 
Yeah, I just yeah, I, I just don't really expect his minutes to be there. Um, I, I think they just I think they needed him more with all those wing type players. I think he goes back down to like 20 minutes in this game. So I don't know if I could play Johnson here. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I, I needed that. I really needed that buddy. Like I, I honestly, I, I think I'd rather take a shot on Reggie Bullock who we know is going to play 30 minutes here. You know, the only game that he hasn't played 30 minutes was the thunder game where, you know, he had the issue. So, you know, he's played over 30 minutes in nine out of 10 games outside of the Thunder game. And I'm pretty sure that's the game that he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was going to play one of the cheap guys from Detroit, honestly, why are we just not playing Tyus Jones um, on the other side of this game? Do we expect him not to get, you know, 25 minutes? Or do we expect it? Do we, do we think it was just because of the blowout that Tyus Jones got 25 minutes without Jeff Teague? I don't know. I think it's just the fact that Timberwolves are hell bent on screwing over every DFS player in the world. So, <laughs> I mean, Tyus Jones is definitely in play. I think I'll, I'll, I'll add more ownership in Rose just because anytime like Rose is going to be starting, I'll happily play a bunch of them. And his price only went up 400 since the last game. And that Sacramento game was just weird overall. And Rose only had 33 points, but it was a blow out there because. Who knows what they did? We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, Rose is happily in play. Cat isn't on my radar just because of the other high price guys that are up there. Um, so it's mostly just Rose for me, although Cat doesn't grade out as a bad point per dollar play. I'm just that's not where I'm spending my money. Yeah, Tyus Jones played the whole fourth quarter. Um, he only played nine first half minutes. So in a close game the other night against the Kings, he probably doesn't get there. So I don't know if I like him as much as I originally had thought I was going to like him. Um, I really do like Derrick Rose here. You know, he absolutely crushed in the first quarter of that game. Him, Towns, and Wiggins all had really good first quarters um, against the Kings the other night. But, you know, obviously, you know, everybody from the Kings the other night, like, that was just a mess. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I do I do like Derrick Rose here. I think he's my favorite play uh, from the Timberwolves in this spot. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. And I just made a lineup on Fantasy Draft that has Davis and Giannis and Holiday all in the same one. So, guys, if you want to get the, all those guys from that game in there, play on Fantasy Draft tomorrow, today, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Taj Gibson was getting minutes back from Sarge, uh, so I'm a little worried about that. But I don't mind maybe taking a shot at Sarge uh, in tournaments here. You know, I, I think that he could pay off his price tag if he gets, you know, close to 30 minutes. And maybe it was just a blowout that he didn't get his minutes the other night. So I don't mind going back to the well on him a little bit at 5K. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, moving on, Washington at Houston, 224.5 total. Houston favored by 10.5. Porter is out. We know Howard is out. Um, Ennis is out on the Houston side. Uh, let's start with Washington. John Wall let everybody down. Well, he let me down. I don't know if he let everybody down, but he certainly let me down. I mean, he was 60% owned in some spots. I think he let everyone down. Well, he didn't let down the 40% that didn't play him. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, do we, we, we just absolutely play Trevor Reza again, right? Like no Porter Reza is probably going to start again. I don't like Ariza as much on Fanduel at 5,800, but there's no reason not to like him on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft where his price didn't go up 
because the slate was really out already um, and he didn't get the increase after just absolutely crushing on Tuesday? Um, Ariza Revenge? Yeah. Yeah, I'll play him um, at this price tag. Yeah, I have no qualms playing him. Uh, he's a guy that I'm going to have in a lot of lineups tomorrow. And depending on all the injuries, potentially Jeff Green, as much as I hate it on certain sites, I think he's near min price over on Yahoo, just an FYI. Um, outside of that, I don't know if I'm going with Bill, Beal, and I don't know if I'm going with Wall going against a slow pace Houston team. Yeah, I, just, I don't mind playing some John Wall here after he let down the whole world on Tuesday. Um, you know, he is the type of player that could obviously have a bounce back game. But that would be the only reason that I'd play him. Like, just the pure fact that I think everybody would jump off of him here. Um, and, and I think jumping off of him is the move that I will take. But I, I'm just saying, like, I think this is an interesting spot that if everybody is going to jump off wall here, you know, he could have a massive game in this spot. And, like, nobody would be like, well, I'll be like, yeah, that's what we wanted, you know, on, on Tuesday. But, you know, the first meeting he put up 60 fantasy points against this team. So, the upside is certainly there for Wall. Yeah, yeah, it's there. I just, it, it, I, I have a limited amount of money to spend on high price guys, and there's just oh, yeah. so many. I mean, True Holiday, six hundred cheaper, just just tickles my fancy way more. Um. All right. So, the other side, the Houston side of things, I hate playing Eric Gordon, but it's really hard not to play Eric Gordon playing 35 plus minutes at 4,400. Um, he's just so cheap. Like I hate playing him, but it, it's hard not to, you know, realistically consider him here at this price. Yeah. I'm kind of considering everyone for Houston. I mean, PJ Tucker sitting there at 3,600 on a slate where we need some value. I could see potentially rolling with him. I don't, I don't mind at all. Like this could be, it's going to be in there the entire game. And, Washington just not good. I could see him launching up 10 threes in this game, in all honesty. Um, so I don't mind him. You already said it with Gordon. I may end up paying myself, but probably no more than playing Tucker. So he's in play. Capella, I think, is the guy. Obviously, Washington's terrible against bigs. Capella's just putting up 40 every single game lately. This is a smash spot for him, absolutely. And his price tag isn't up over 8K. I really, really like it here. Um, so Capella is probably my favorite play from Houston and Harden. I mean, I'm never going to talk you off of playing Harden, but I'm going to suggest against it considering Davis and Giannis are much better plays than even Westbrook. Couldn't agree more. Um, love Capella, <laughs> <laughs> love Capella uh, in this spot. I think this is a spot that he has a really good game. Um, Harden always has massive upside. You know, he put up almost 90 fantasy points in the first meeting against Washington. He put up 89 points in that game. Um, so, like, he always has massive upside. If you're playing multiple teams, um, I don't mind playing Harden, but I agree. I, I would like Davis more. I like Giannis more. But never sleep on James Harden. That would be the easiest way to say it, right? Like, the guy always has massive upside. Like, look at his last three games, 71, 69, 86. So, the upside is always there for James Harden and he's playing, he's, you know, on that other level right now where he's just, he's shooting the ball a ton. So I, I don't mind Harden here. Yeah. Right there with you. <coughs> that was not Stevie. That was me. 
I know. Like I was gonna say, like you know, uh, I could have just like taken taken one for the team and said it was me. Um, people probably would have believed it. Now, like my nose is starting to get stuffed up. Like, man, it's brutal. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. They fee free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. Non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple, intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Learn how to invest as you build, build your portfolio, discover new stocks, and track favorite companies with personalized news feeds. Custom notifications for price movement so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at fantasyfix.robinhood.com. That's fantasyfix.robinhood.com. We move out to the semi-west coast here. Golden State at Utah, 218 total. Golden State favored by three in this game. Is this going to be a game that, like, you know, Curry and these guys kind of just go overlooked? Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. They're priced at 9.4K, 9.5K. We've already gone through, what, 10, 12 guys at slightly below that price or slightly above that price that should draw a lot more ownership. Utah's still a team that people think of as a great defensive team, although they've been decent this year in both pace and defense. They've nothing special in either of them. And obviously we know that Golden State can go off in any given matchup here. Curry could just go nuts. Durant, Thompson, Green, all of them could go nuts here. And they're not priced that badly here. I mean, they're all under 10K, and both Draymond and Clay are under 7K. So, yeah, I'm expecting them to be overlooked here. I'm probably going to stack this game up a little bit. And all interviews in Curry or Durant is one-offs just because you know, they, this game is projected to stay close. Yeah, I like I, I like Curry a lot here. I think like this would be a spot that like he could just absolutely go off. Um, I, I like Clay Thompson too. Like I think Clay is really interesting. Those would be the two guys that I, I think I'd play the most. Um, I, I man hate playing Durant. Like Durant's such a good player, but like. You know, he just he doesn't do as much when Curry and those guys are on the floor. So at his price, it's it's always really tough to play Durant when Curry is there. Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of there with you, but that price tag is not horrible considering like how low owned he's going to be on the slate. We're talking about a guy that's averaging over fifty fantasy points per game this season, and like Oh well, you know he's just not that great, you know. <laughs> so um, it, it's always interesting when it comes to you know Golden State. Um, really like Donovan Mitchell the other night. He was one of the reasons that I had a good good slate on Monday, um, or a decent slate on Monday. Um, what do we like here for Utah? Go Bear Mitchell. Uh, if Crowder gets a start again, I don't mind chasing that just because of the price tag. But I mean. This is mostly guys. I mean, I'll use Go Bear as a one-off. Like I pretty much always do. In Golden State, struggle a little bit versus bigs. Um, so I'll 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 end up using him on almost any matchup because he's pretty much matchup proof. Um, Holiday or Mitchell would be 
just strictly for stacks and Crowder would be strictly on speculation of him starting again. Should we like Looney? We didn't really talk about him. Should we like him? Like, are they going to have to play him like 25 minutes here because of Gobert? Yeah, but they're going to try to. I'm more worried about the foul trouble uh, he could potentially get in. So who knows if he'll actually be in the game that long. I don't know if it's a guarantee here. Yeah, fair enough. I I just seems like he's interesting. Um, I don't really have much to add for Utah. Like, like Gobert and Mitch will be the two guys that I play if I end up in that price range. But they're not like core, like high priority targets for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Memphis at Portland. No total here. Waiting on the Mike Conley news. He's questionable. Uh, Kyle Anderson is probable. Um, Joakim Noah is questionable, which is not really relevant, but Joakim Noah is my dude. Um, what do we like here for Memphis? Not a whole lot. I mean, it's big enough slate. This is like if Conley plays, I if we get news that Conley's going to play, I wouldn't be against playing him at 7-6. But, I mean, Temple, I guess, maybe Mac, either one of those guys if Conley sits. But if Conley's playing, then I'm, I'm probably just fading Memphis entirely. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Like, I just – the minutes are so spread out with Memphis right now that I don't feel like I need to attack, you know, anything here. It's just not a great game for me to want to attack Memphis. Like, you know, we look at it. They have one of the the low. We're we're expecting them to have one of the lower implied totals on the slate. Um, and, and just not nothing. Nothing really stands out to me here for Memphis. Yeah. Um, the Portland side of things. You know, Portland expected to see the biggest downgrade in pace on the entire slate. Uh, here. I hate to say this, but this is like a game that I feel like I'm just going to kind of cross off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind taking a shot on Nurk or Lillard ever, but this is probably one of the worst possible spots to do it. So no go for me. Yeah. I, you know, I hate to dismiss games so fast, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about guys that I don't like just because, um, you know, we should talk about them because honestly, I just don't think we should. Yeah. Uh, Thunder and Kings, last game on the slate, 236 and a half total. Thunder favored by four in this game. Bodanovich is questionable. Bagley is out. Uh, Shumpert is questionable as well, dealing with that hip injury still. Man, oh, the Kings. Oh, the Kings the other night. What a disappointing um, move by the coach. Like, if if you have okay, so I have a, I have a six year old, and like if I'm sitting there, and I pay for tickets to see like my team go out and play, like say the Orlando Magic did this, and like how frustrating would that be um, for the fans? Like I know it's frustrating for us DFS players, but man, what a frustrating thing for the fans that spend money on tickets to go see that game. Yeah, and it was interesting. Minnesota opened as an eight-point favorite or a seven-point favorite, moved up to an eight-point favorite. So, like, probably should have seen this coming a little bit. Um, it's a little interesting seeing OKC is a five-point home favorite here uh, or a road favorite. Wait, is it in OKC? No, it's in it's Sacramento. It's in Sacramento, but, yep. yeah. Yeah, I mean, because Sacramento's played really well at home. I, I mean, 
it could be overreacting to the other night. I mean, I'm still going to go with Fox, with Hyde, with uh, Bielitsa. All of them are still definitely on my radar. I can't ignore them with 136 total, and I'm hoping that this game stays close here and is lower owned because people are probably going to be scared off from the other night. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the hopefully they don't screw us over again approach. I'm I'm with you. It's hard not to like it. Like these two teams have two of the highest four implied team totals on the slate. Like, you know, the Thunder get the biggest pace bump on the entire slate. So I'm with you on the Kings side. Uh, I, I think like um, Bielitsa is one of my favorite plays on the slate. I hope that people don't go back to the well after the Minnesota game. Uh, I think that this is a spot with Bagley out that he should play the minutes and I know he was you know chalked the other night and he busted but I'll go right back to the well here and hope the coach doesn't kind of screw us over again um if Bodanovich sits like I, I love Buddy Heald um you know he would get a few extra minutes so um I, I love his upside in this spot yep right there with you it could be massive here uh, you know, we usually start with the away team, but the Kings, it was so frustrating the other night. Um, what are we doing here with Westbrook? How do we, you know, rank West, Westbrook with with Davis and Giannis? Um, personally, I think I rank Davis, Westbrook, Giannis. Yeah, I think it goes Davis, Westbrook, Giannis, Harden for me. Um, although the last, like Davis is in a tier of his own to me. And then it's the rest of the guys. I mean, Westbrook obviously has a fantastic matchup here versus Sacramento. Huge pace game could potentially go nuts. It's a moderately close uh, spread here. And the fact that it's in Sacramento makes me think that it's going to stay close here. Um, so I really like Westbrook a lot in this matchup. I know you're not a big fan of Paul George, but I think you have to be interested in here. And Adams has just been so solid lately that him at 7K is not too much for me to pay for him in this type of spot. So all three of those guys are fantastic plays. Schroeder, I think you can take a shot on him. Jeremy Grant, I think you can take a shot on him. But it's mostly the big three here for OKC, and I just just love me some Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook, a very good play. Paul George, a very good play. Uh, don't spit your coffee out. Yes, I said Paul George is a very good play here. Um, don't mind Adams. I, I like Schroeder more than you you do. Uh, I think you kind of just pass them off here. But the Kings have really struggled defensively against every position this season. Schroeder gets that second team usage here, and you know still ends up you know finishing the games usually in close games. So I really like him here. I think that this is an excellent spot for him to go over thirty fantasy points in a very fast paced game. Um, so this is a spot that I, I really like Schroeder, uh, and I don't expect a lot of people to be on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if that's entire – like, I don't know if that will be true because it's just such a good matchup. But on a big enough slate, yeah, they, I, I don't imagine he'd have that much ownership. Yeah, last game on the slate too. Like, you know, people hate playing late games. They like to stack those early games so they can watch their players before they go to sleep. And then they wake up to the morning grind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, give me your favorite game to go over or under on this slate. Um, favorite game to go over or under. I'm going with 
I'm going Cleveland to go under. All right. Um, I think the Brooklyn and Chicago game goes over. Yeah. I think they go over that 215 and a half total. Um, give me your favorite play under 5K. Under 5K to go 7X. No reason. All right. Grant takes the chalk. <laughs> well, hey, it was not a bad call. Um, oh, man. I just down here is it's rough. Um, you know what? Give me. He's gonna need a lot to happen to get there. Um, give me Eric Gordon. Nice. The other guy I was thinking about was Etwan Moore, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got. He was he was on my list too. Uh, who's your favorite play over eight K, not to five X? Who's kind of your bust today? Loose. All right, Vucevic. Um. I'm going to go Lillard. Never go Lillard, but I don't like this matchup for Portland. Yeah. Uh, Favorite play to 6X on this slate. Who do you got? Oh, gosh. That one's a tough one here. Um, Derek Rose. D. Rose. Um, yeah, you know, maybe he should end up four year without Teague. Yeah, I definitely don't hate Rose. Um, I almost said Anthony Davis, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my, take my, I'm gonna go back a little bit here and go. Um, Chris Dunn, way back to one of the first games we talked about, but I, I really do like Chris Dunn today. Yeah, I mean, in that range of point guards, you have Dunn, Moutier, and Rose that. We're basically my three favorite options for this. Yeah, and realistically, like if injury news falls the right way, you could play all three of those guys. Yeah. If Hardaway sits, um, you could play all three of those guys on the same team. And you know, I obviously don't hate that. Yeah. Uh any final thoughts, Grant, before we get out of here? Um, I just made a lineup with Giannis, Westbrook, and Davis in the same one. Over on Fantasy Draft. Great side, guys. All right. On that note, um, Grant's already locking down the pick and roll, so make sure you guys check out the layup, um, or if you want to finish second in the pick and roll, uh, you guys can check out Fantasy Draft. Uh, awesome sponsors of the podcast. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking Week 16 NFL uh, with Chief Justice 06. He is Gene for I am Stevie. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Hey kids.